What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. Dunlop. I am a songwriter and producer. Um, I'm from the north of Ireland, a city called Belfast. And let's see, a fun fact about me. This is one of the first interviews I have ever done over Zoom. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Well, see, you know, a lot of people don't like Zoom and I've been on Zooms pretty much since, you know, COVID happened yeah. and it's kind of annoying at times but it is cool because i'm in la and you're in ireland and we get to absolutely (laughs) absolutely i hear you (laughs) all right today's episode of sound scrub we are going to be talking about look back smiling by gareth dunlop i do want to start with the lyrics so can you tell us what the song is about and what inspired you to write it sure um so the song um, in a lot of ways, is is a message to my son, uh, Wilson. And what inspired me to write it was uh, throughout the pandemic and, and, and the lockdowns, he missed out on his, uh, his first year of, of school. Mm. And when he finally did go back in, I think it rocked his world a little bit. You know, he went from being pretty outgoing and confident here in the house to uh, kind of walking out of school. Um, like a little bit of a shell. So oh. we, we had a meeting with his, with, with his teacher and she picked up on this too, that, you know, it just almost seemed like his, uh, his confidence was kind of knocked quite a bit. Right. And it set me off uh, just thinking, I guess, kind of worrying a little bit. And that's where the song was kind of born from, you know, when I, when he, as he is moving through life as a parent, you know, you just, you, you want your kids to always be having great experiences and take, you know, take life yeah. as it comes and, and take it by the horns and, and, and look back smiling on everything that you've, that, that you've done. So that's where it, that's where it kind of, it, it kind of came from, I guess. Oh, that like, that really breaks my heart. And, but I, but I also, I mean, sadly to say, like, I think it is really relatable. I think a lot of, especially, yeah, younger kids that, 
you know, we're kind of had to like grow up, you know, on Zoom. Yeah. I know it's such a strange, you know, in a world, you know, especially over the last couple of years, it's, you know, who knows what's going on in their, in their minds. And it's a, it was a hard world to be a, to be a kid in. Very strange. Did you, did you end up producing this one on your own? Uh, No. So I ended up um, co-producing this with um, a longtime uh, collaborator, a friend of mine and a drummer, uh, Matt Weir. And yeah, he, he, he jumped in. It was one of those ones where, I'd written it and I got it up on its feet here in my home studio. Mm-hmm. As I do with a lot of songs, I, 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 I kick them over to, uh, you know, trusted friends and stuff and get some, you know, get some um, input. And Matt right. came back straight away, said how much he loved it. And immediately, though, had, hey, you should try this. And hey, you know what could be really good? And hey, do you know what might be really class? And I just thought, you know what? You've got way too many great ideas to not, <laughs> not come together on this. So, uh, yeah, he came in and we... Uh, he turned it down a, a, a couple of streets that I, I certainly had. I didn't envision it going down. So yeah, he was a, a joy to work with on this on this song. Oh, what did you originally imagine for it, like production-wise? You know, with a lot of, uh, with most of my songs, especially this last, I don't know, I guess, couple of years, they kind of start out life on uh, my wife's grandmother's piano, upright piano that resides in, in my in my front room in my studio. Okay. So it kind of took shape there. And I think initially it, it kind of fell out um as more of a as more of a ballad. Mm. And then as I kind of you know fell in deeper with the song, it was the last song to make it onto the to make it onto the album. I thought I had everything finished for the record and everything was tidied away. And when the song fell out I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I think I think this we're going to have to try to find some room for this. Yeah. So, and I already had I kind of felt like enough enough uh, ballad type uh, vibes on the record. So I just started experimenting to see how it would how it would live with a with a quicker pocket with a quicker tempo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when 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 Matt came on board, um, he immediately had had some great ideas as to how to swing the groove and, and pocket the lyrics even even harder, which uh, really really helped. Sometimes. I don't know when you're when you're kind of setting your ways and the songs started out life one way, it becomes harder and harder to hear it another. Mm-hmm. You know, because your you're kind of your head's just programmed into you know how you initially thought about it. But yeah, it turned a, it turned a giant corner um, production wise and um, and turned into into what it is. Yeah, well, I really love some choices that you guys made. So let's start with like the intro because mm-hmm. intros are very important and you got to really <laughs> capture the attention of the audience. So mm-hmm. you guys have this, like, I don't know exactly what you use, but it's like, it, it's like a pulsating, mm-hmm. I wrote down like pulsating pad. I don't know exactly what it is, but I love it. Like really moved everything for me. Yeah, and it was like great, a- like anticipation. I was like, what is going to, mm. what are we going to talk about? Like in this, <laughs> you know? So I just really, yeah, yeah. really loved that. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, it, it it started on piano. I'm not much of a piano oh, okay. player, I have to admit. So I'm pretty heavy handed with my left hand that usually holds the chords down and then the right hand's kind of free to, mm-hmm. to mess around very basically. Um, and I had that pattern. It was one of the first things that started. It's just, it goes from the one to the five to the, to the octave. So when I moved that over and started kind of tracking bits and pieces, it kind of felt like that was poking out too much. It was mm-hmm. it was a little bit more harmonic and, and less 
percussive as it probably should have been. So I moved it over to a, a Juno 60 and just rolled off all, all the release and up the attack on it and saturated it some. And it just rolls the whole way through that. That's how the song, yeah. you know, how it starts out and it just, it just rolls the whole way through almost like a, like a little, you know, hypnotic kind of uh, ostinato. Yeah, no, I loved it. I noticed that right away, and it was, like, my favorite thing. And then I did, yeah, I loved the choice of, like, carrying it over throughout, like, the rest of the song. So really loved that decision. And then I also want to point out your dynamics, like, on a couple words, but mainly on the word smiling and just your vocal dynamic that you created uh, with that. So I wanted to know the decision behind that. That was very much Matt. He had this idea. We were talking about um, how to stack the BVs. And it's that old conversation of, of, of less is more and mm-hmm. trying to do more with, with less components. And he had that idea to try to really lay the chorus lyric back and focus in on some of the verse lyrics and just, you know, really, really like almost dr- dramatically swell certain words. Mm-hmm. Try to really, you know, draw attention in without trying to make without trying to do that trick with with another instrument and just adding another layer of cake you know right, <laughs> right, kind of, right. all right let's try to create drama with with what we have was it kind of was it hard for you guys to decide on which like words to use because I forgot I didn't write down the other phrase that you guys that you did it on no no it was it, it kind of felt pretty it kind of felt pretty natural when we yeah when we started uh messing around with that idea I think I did a vocal pass and just just picked the words that kind of felt kind of felt right that you know needed to have some attention drawn to them or something yeah and then of course um on the on the course it just it felt like the, the very obvious thing to do well and then you guys also created almost like a like a choir like mm-hmm. like harmony stack um too which i really really loved yeah we uh we initially i i did my best um <laughs> trying to <laughs> get get down there and get up there as high as I possibly could and although yes I was I was hitting the notes <laughs> they didn't they didn't sound very good you know it's kind of like over you know overblown an instrument mm-hmm. um it may be in tune but it doesn't have to sound particularly nice so uh we kind of <laughs> we made the we made the decision to bring in um to bring in other 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 singers we brought in um a great local singer girl called Jolene O'Hara and she came in and just, it was one of those moments, just a matter of minutes. And I was like, yeah, this, this was the right decision. This sounds, this sounds much better than me trying to you know, <laughs> scream at the very top of my register. <laughs> so yeah, we just started, we just started uh, doubling everything and, yeah. and trying, trying to really utilize that, that kind of choral uh, swell with, um, with some of those stacked BVs and, and Matt uh, sang a good bunch on it too. He's a, he's a great singer. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to stop and say like, no, I did all of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is extremely <laughs> impressive. Like, I- <laughs> No, I did, a, I, I did a bunch, but um, as I say, you know, Jolene, uh, she, she, she did a much, much, much uh, better job of, uh, of getting up there than I did. Yeah, I like I just really enjoyed those moments and and it was that a uh, decision that Matt like kind of brought it brought to the table. 
Yeah, it, well, it's kind of one of those things when you're, you know, when you're when you're when you're producing on the fly like that together, and you're just it almost feels like you're just hunting in the dark a little bit, and mm. you know, the next, it's a it's a game of it's a game of inches. Yeah. You find one really really cool thing, and it sets the train in motion to okay, well then this is clearly the next thing that we have to go after, and you know, you just kind of you 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 follow those steps the best that you can, and and um, as soon as that little swell idea kind of came through it was like all right well then we gotta get we gotta get more voices on this yeah and then you know jolene came in smashed it matt that has did some vocals and it, it you know it does the it's only three singers but it, it, it does the choir effect very well yeah no it sounds like massive i thought it was and it goes like really well with what you are talking about in the lyrics mm-hmm. but uh was there anything that you guys were like trying to piece into the production that didn't end up making yeah you know there was definitely elements of that this 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 record that i've that i've, that I've put together um it's kind of a a sidestep for me I've, I've definitely embraced more of the electronic side of production mm-hmm. and stepped away from you know the acoustic songwriter thing that you know i love and will right. well, i'm sure go back to so there was a tendency on my part with every song that I tracked for the record to kind of shoehorn in some acoustic guitars <laughs> just because I'm like, hey, it's still, yeah. that's still You're like, hey I got this me. thing over here. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that. And I can remember um I can remember trying that um that little Juno 60 pattern um on the guitar with you know like a little sponge and stuff under under mm-hmm. the strings so if I could get get away with that. And some, you know, it's just some instruments inherently have a they they just kind of evoke a like uh, their their own emotion, and sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. And right. I think for this song, we did end up using some acoustic guitars, but we ended up using a big, a big twelve string um, acoustic, and just we just played diamonds in the chorus and went after that. You know, Tom Petty mark the mm-hmm. top of the mark the top of the changes, um, and the complicated guitar picking part just uh, just didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it also sounds like this came together like pretty naturally between you two. Did you guys hit any roadblocks along the way? Yeah, so there was a there was one, and it wasn't immediately obvious. Um, I'd started off the production here in my home studio, and you know, I cut a I cut a bunch of a bunch of vocals, and I cut, cut a bunch of synths, and, and I gave us some bass and stuff on it, and certainly some drums, and a lot of that stuff you know, it was augmented upon or, or changed or, you know, once Matt and I got together on the track. Um, and we ended up recutting my vocal in Matt's studio. Mm-hmm. And what's strange is we both use, we both, I mean, our consoles are almost identical. We both use um, British uh, Audient ASP uh, 8024s. And that's what he uses. Mine's a, a little bit different, just a little bit newer. Um, we have the same mics virtually and we, we use the same monitor. Um, and when I got the song back, you know, the first rough, mm-hmm. and I brought it back home, and I was listening to the, you know, the rest of the tracks that I'd, that I'd compiled for the album, there was something that was bugging me about the about the the lead vocal, about the the sound of it, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, and I, I kind of realised that um, Matt's room where he works is pretty well treated, it's pretty dead, mm-hmm. oh, um, wow. which you know is a great thing. It's a, right. you know that's kind of that's kind of kind of how you want most you know rooms to be and my room on the other hand is it's got some it's got some ambience it's got some funky mojo oh. <laughs> and, uh, so i kind of went ah 
that's what it is. And listening to the track against some of the other tracks on the on the record that had already been cut, the vocal just felt very de- very detached yeah. from the rest of the song. So um, we ended up getting you know getting getting an instrumental mix, and I I, I recut the vocal here on my own just at home, and. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, there, there we go. There's the, yeah. there's that weird ambience um, that I was missing. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I, I've talked to some people and they like cut vocals in different places just because they tra- have been traveling lately. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, I feel like that's gonna ruin some, like, yeah, something's not gonna sync up if you're end up maybe like packaging all the songs together. So that's a good point. Yeah. It probably was like too clean. It's yeah. There was something. There was just you know. It's that. Um, it's kind of like singing into a pillow, which can right. be amazing. That you know, and, and you know, sometimes you just want that real dead dryness, so you can you can affect the vocal however you want after the fact. Um, but as I say, in, in my room here, where I'm, where I'm talking to you now, there's a. You know, it's not the biggest room in the world, but it's 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 covered in wood. There's just wood everywhere. It's a wooden floor. There's wood all over the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a high ceiling, and it just has a it just has a very short uh, wooden ambience that just finds it's very hard to get rid of in a, in a, in a signal. Um, and it may be one of those things that it, it was maybe only me that was ever going to hear it, but I certainly heard it when we right. were listening. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was a that was a little roadblock for sure. <laughs> Well, I would love to know what your favorite lyric line is in this song. Okay, uh, let me think. Okay, I think it might be, I want you like a man untamed, like a lion in the wild looking over his domain, look back smiling. I think that might be it. You know, my my son, um, he's only eight years old, so mm-hmm. thinking about him in that light of wanting him to be, to be like a man untamed, and and thinking about him in those, in those terms, I don't know. It kind of, it just makes me think, think about him in a in a, in a different light than, than than he definitely was in right. when I wrote the song. So yeah. that, I think that would be my favorite lyric of it. And what about your favorite production element? Favorite production element. Um, I love the drum sound. I really dig the drum sound. Um, we spent some time on that. And it's a real light touch, but a lot of compression, mm. a lot of saturation. And it's a very upfront sound because of the amount of compression that we used on it. For the most part, the drum sounds mono, which I love. I, I love drums and mono. It just feels, I don't know, there's zero phase issues and mm. it feels very it feels very tight, especially in the low end and in the center. Um, and I think, yeah, I think on this track, it just... It's really the meat and potatoes that just holds everything else down. There's a lot of things running away in the, in the track. You know, there's arpeggiators moving from left to right here and there. There's a lot of there's a lot of ambience that gets you know shot from left to right. Um, mm-hmm. the the drums are just just holding the corners of the carpet down the whole way through. And I I, I don't know I kind of dig that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that image holding the carpets down in the corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. Well, you do have a music video for this, so I kind of wanted yeah. to know the story behind the concept <laughs> and how, yeah, and what you just imagined after, uh, you know, you got the master for this song. I, you know, I wish this was a real interesting story, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you it. Um, 
So I just, I, I have a real tendency to, to shy away from music videos. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried them in the past and, and, and failed miserably. And some of them have worked for whatever reason I cannot put my finger on. But I really don't have an eye for that stuff. And I, I usually do leave it to someone who just knows a lot more about that th- than I do. Mm-hmm. So a videographer um, that, uh, that I've been working with this last while, um, a great guy called uh, Jimmy Niche. Um, he was around at the house and we were kind of, they were kind of talking about what what a video may look like and what it could be. And there was a lot of ideas thrown around. You know, we, could, we were thinking about maybe a traditional thing and my head was going, okay, let's just do something live. You know, then it's real. And, and then I'm not on screen acting or trying to be something, you know. And then he came up with the idea because Wilson, my son, had just ran through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, well, what about Wilson? What, you know, the song's about him. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think he'd be up for it? And I was like, yes. I think he would <laughs> absolutely love Aww. it. So the moment... The moment he said that and suggested it, I was with the three of us were sitting. I was sitting there with my wife um, as well, and just immediately was like, "Okay, right, great, we got to get him in like a suit, and that's kind of slightly too big for him, but he can be going to the office, and you know, and then maybe when the chorus hits, he's like almost." you know, living out a little bit of a day-to-day mundane life. Maybe he gets up in the morning and he brushes his teeth. It'll be hilarious. Why don't we get him making a <laughs> making a cup of coffee really badly and like doing, you know, reading a newspaper. And then when the chorus hits, let's just, you know, make it look like he's he's being a, he's being a kid um, and having a great time. So it just, it spiraled so quickly as soon as Jimmy went, right, what about Wilson? Maybe he should, maybe he should be in it. It just, it spiraled very, very fast. Um, and I think we probably shot the video about a week after that or maybe oh, wow. two weeks after that. And he did such a great job. Yeah. Uh, so proud of him. And um, and my daughter, Joni, she was in the video as well as the uh, okay. as the secretary. So she had a cam- camera <laughs> that she was very pleased pleased about. And um, yeah, they they pulled their dad out of having to be in a music video. <laughs> yeah. It would be, it would be a time for. What do you, th- <laughs> what, what, I'm interested to know like what, their reaction was when they heard the song. Did do they know the story behind it? Like what inspired? Yeah, them? I mean, I think, yeah, I think they. Yeah, no, they definitely do. You know, yeah. um, they've they've grown up with with music and instruments. Just and musicians constantly coming and going because my studio is here at home. Oh, okay. So they there's all always musicians coming and going. There's instruments usually lying all over the house and. And they're, you know, they they've been surrounded by studio equipment, and they're well they're well versed to to that side of of life. Yeah. And they'd heard me obviously mix and try things and add instruments and everything to the song, so they were well well aware of the song. They were they were singing it long before its its final mix. Because yeah. they did heard it so much, um, and yeah, they're definitely they're they're definitely aware of what it's about. And they got a real kick. They got a real kick out of doing the video. Yeah. And uh, they were able to show their friends and stuff. And Aww. of course, you know, it being on YouTube and stuff, that's a that's a big thing to, yeah. to an interview. <laughs> so yeah, no, they uh I think they really enjoyed it. Yeah. How are they how are they doing now? Like, do you think that this, you know, project has like really helped them to like get out of that show? I don't know if the projects helped them. I, you know, I, I, I never set out with, with, that, with that in mind. It was just something that I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to say. I think what's helped is the world getting back to some form of normality and, right. um, and just, you know, getting back into that. You know, when you, it, it's strange to imagine missing out on a year of, you know, your first introduction to, you know, social cues yeah. and, mm-hmm. and making your first friends and, 
you know, a missing out on that and then being thrown back into it, yeah. I think was, I think it probably rocked a lot of kids' uh, worlds. Yeah. So I think what's helped is, is them getting back into a, into a system of sorts and into some sort of normality. Mm-hmm. Um, has definitely um, moved things along. Yeah. Well, I know you have an album as well. So what can we expect from the album? Um, yeah, I've, ooh, let me see. Um, <laughs> I think I've said there before, it's, um, it's definitely a bit of a sidestep musically for me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that's familiar with, um, with my previous releases, um, they tend to lean a little more uh, Americana folk, you know, verging on pop every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, yeah, I just, you know, it was one of those things. I, I just I started listening to a lot of synth driven music and I realized just how much I absolutely loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start deploying some of those, some of those ideas and some of those production decisions in my own music. And it started out more as a bit of an experiment and quickly became, okay, this, this feels like it, you know, we got a couple of songs deeper. This feels like it could be its own project. Yeah. Initially thinking it may have been just an EP. And then as time, time moved on, just more and more songs got added to the pile and, and it became animal the uh, the album so yes uh what can people what can people expect uh hopefully a, an interesting listening journey yeah and and lyrically lyrically i've definitely very very purposefully set out on this record to be as true to my own life mm. as i possibly can um i come from a i come from a world of of writing to brief and writing for film and TV through several, you know, publishing, um, right. past publishing uh, contracts. So a lot of that gig was, you know, putting yourself into somebody else's shoes mm-hmm. and trying to fill, trying to fill a role. And, um, which is great. It's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing to do. It, it gives you a lot of, uh, a lot of tools at your disposal and there's some great learning curves in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this record, I kind of wanted to forget about all that for a second and just really focus on what it is that I wanted to say yeah. about my life, um, past, present, and future, and and get that into a project. And it it definitely uh, it definitely took longer. I was going to um, ask, did you find that yeah. difficult? I did. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, I did for for. Uh, but I've come to realize for most for most writers. It does take time right. and it probably, it, it probably should take time where I, I kind of felt like there was a little bit of me that was pre-programmed to, um, especially going back and forth to Nashville for so long, the last you know, 10, 12 years, yeah. sitting down every day and writing for projects, writing for other artists and writing for briefs, writing for this. And it was just a very different tempo. You're, 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 you're in a constant state of, of creative output. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was a different, um, it was a different way to do things when I kind of made that decision of going, all right, okay, let's get a project together. Let's really think about this and let's be, let's be true to your own, to your own story. It took, yeah, it took longer. <laughs> it really did. Did you end up writing like, as far as like lyrics go, were you writing solo or did you have any other co-writers? Um, solo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that, which was different as, uh, as well, you know, coming from a, coming from a world of doing a lot of co-writes with people, which I, which right. is something that I absolutely adore doing. Yeah. And I put out projects in the past that have, have other writers and stuff involved. And, you know, I should say there are, there, there's a song on the record um, that Matt co-wrote with me. 
so yes, there is a there is a co-write on. Okay. But yeah, for the for the most part, it's it's very much certainly on the lyric front, it's very much just my own lyrics. Yeah. That must have been honestly like really like liberating for you though. Like creating this project and and yeah, just being able to like step into Gareth's shoes, you know, mm-hmm. for for a bit. So Yeah, yeah. definitely liberating is, like is the is the is the perfect word for it. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you would like to talk about as far as the songwriting, production, or recording process of the song that we have? I'm trying. I feel like we've definitely covered some a lot of ground there, haven't we? <laughs> um, no, I can't. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm very excited for you, I, and I really, really enjoyed the song. I really loved the video, and I, I didn't know if it, you know was were your kids in there. But yeah, that just, it warms my heart that, you know, that they're doing better and, and yeah, just, I just thought it was a great, great song and, and just really well thought out and put together. So thank you so much, Lisa. I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Can you tell everyone uh, where they can listen to Look Back Smiling and where they can follow you on social media? Yes, I am up on all of the uh, all of the usual places, and uh, most recently TikTok. I uh, I yeah. discovered that, <laughs> I discovered that a lot of my music was already getting used up there for you know oh, people awesome. were, making, were making these crazy cool videos. Um, <laughs> so I decided to to take the plunge and uh, and get on the TikTok train. So uh, yep, I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, of course. And if you want to check out uh, Look Back Smiling, it's available on. All of the DSPs, I believe, you know, whether it's Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. So it'll be there somewhere. And if you want to watch the video, it's up on YouTube. Oh, yes. Got to watch the video. (laughs) Thank you so much, Gareth, for coming on my show and uh, diving into this song. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Danae on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.